I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Well, everyone is struggling with the adjustments that are coming by the day, by the hour, to our lifestyle, to our world because of the coronavirus. And some are simply doing what they always do. They're seeking to profit from it. Maybe not literal profits, but certainly to scare or perhaps offer false comfort to their followers. And the health, wealth, signs and wonders preachers, well, they are doing what health, wealth, signs and wonders preachers do, aren't they? It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We're going to talk about coronavirus claims made by charismatic prophets and apostles. Pastor Chris Rosebro joins us. He's pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Todd. So how are the health, wealth, signs, and wonders preachers out there reacting to coronavirus? You know, uh, they are all over it is the best way I can put it. Now, granted, they're not flying to uh, hospitals. They're, they're not flying to hot spots. But uh, they are uh, being enterprising and going all over the Internet and making all kinds of claims regarding the coronavirus which are quite fascinating and reveal in many ways that they do not have the signs and wonders uh, powers that they claim they have, while at the same time revealing really a lot of their false theology and bringing it to the forefront so that it's a little bit more readily seeable by others. I just had to ask you about the Bethel Church that we've talked about before that decided to cancel healing services in the face of coronavirus. There's a little irony there, isn't there? Yes, yes, and uh, there's, these are the types of things that uh, kind of point out that they, uh, they don't have the power that they think that they have. Sean Bowles, who we'll be hearing from shortly, he uh, had a series of prophetic conferences. So we had prophetic conferences that were scheduled for this week that were postponed, and, and I like to say postponed for unforeseen circumstances, which kind of shows the irony of it, the, the whole point of these conferences was to teach you how to activate yourself in, in uh, prophetic gifts and things like this so that you can hear the voice of God. And yet he did not have enough foresight or prophetic insight to know that there would be a, a pandemic this week. And, uh, and so his prophetic conferences had to be uh, postponed. I just find it ironic. These, these are the kinds of things that we're seeing all over the charismatic movement right now. Who is Sean Bowles, and what are we going to hear from him in this first bite? Sean Bowles is the uh, vision casting leader and in-house prophet of a church in Los Angeles known as Expression 58. He uh, travels with Bill Johnson of Bethel Church in Redding, California, very well known within the charismatic and the NAR movement. And uh, we're going to be listening to him, recent appearance from just a few days ago, on uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network, 
And he's going to be discussing the importance of saying declarations for the purpose of overcoming fear and also overcoming the, uh, the coronavirus itself. I released it, just an ebook. It's free. You can distribute it. You can send it to your family members. Great. And this is, and I want to pray the specific part, do declarations with you, rejecting fear about the coronavirus. This is called standing against coronavirus, prophecy, prayer, and declaration. Well, this is about standing against coronavirus at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. And coronavirus is a stronghold. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, this is an important one. I know I walk in the flesh where coronavirus threatens me, but I do not war in the flesh. My weapons are mighty through God, and I have the resurrected Christ within me. I have the power to pull down every stronghold of coronavirus over my family, and I choose to cast down every imagination about this virus that torments my mind, and I command this and every thought about it to line up with the Word of God and become obedient to Christ. Now, this is important because I pray over you that if you've had cyclical thoughts of fear over your finances, over health, I pray that God would stop the cycle in your mind through faith right now, that you would stand with Him, that your God did not give you a spirit of fear, but He gave you a spirit of power and a sound mind, a spirit that helps you to not have these these regenerated thoughts that come through the media that say you're going to die or this is going to get only worse or that, and especially because the fear of every day is a new report, that every time you hear a new report, I pray that God would show you how to step into his report. He has a different report card than the world does. And I pray you'd step into his report and that you would literally hear God and be stabilized by these kinds of scriptures that God knew this from the beginning would happen and he planned a provision for you to survive through it and then thrive through it. John 10, 10 says, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life abundantly. And that's your story. So Chris, uh, with just about a minute or two here before we take our first break, what did we hear there? Well, you heard him claim that the coronavirus is a stronghold, and he was basically leading people through declarations whereby with their faith-filled words, they were taking authority and command over the stronghold of the coronavirus in order to make it obedient to the will of God, as if somehow uh, the coronavirus has its own will and it's acting disobediently or contrary to God's will. And so your faith-filled words now are going out into the universe to bring the coronavirus under uh, your control through your decreeing, declaring, and commanding. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We are listening to some charismatic and prophetic leaders, various reactions of theirs to coronavirus. Pastor Rosebro is host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. When we come back, we'll hear from Cindy Jacobs, Ken Copeland, Chris Battalion, Joseph Prince, and one more time from Kenneth Copeland. Their promises, false promises, false hopes, false statements in the age of pandemic. A voice in the wilderness of American evangelicalism. You're listening to Issues Etc. The third commandment teaches us to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. 
We do this when we hold God's word sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Jesus invites the weak and heavy laden to rest in him, our true rest, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. This weekend, rest in Jesus as you hear his word and receive his gifts. If you are in Southern Illinois, you're invited to join Trinity Lutheran Church in Milstadt to rest in the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Learn more at trinitymilstadt.org. I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. He does have control of absolutely everything, but you just cannot see it. That's okay. You can see him. The Equality Act eliminates any use of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act as a means of challenging this Equality Act. The problem is that history in schools won't talk about the history of Marxism. And so students are unable to play Marxism and socialism in any historical context. So even at university, we have university students, juniors and seniors, who not only don't know what Marxism is, they don't even know who Karl Marx was. These are the things that were said of Lutherans during during plagues in the 1500s, 1600s, and 1700s, that they took care of people, that they did not abandon their communities, that they showed the cross of Christ. And COVID is an opportunity to do that again. A half hour from now, we'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. We'll play those four soundbites in their entirety. And then you will call and vote for one of them to be Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week, one 623 my ie Or send an email. We'll get it right here in the studio. Talk back at issuesetc.org or our Twitter address at issuesetc. Or you can also vote in advance at our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash issuesetc. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest We're talking about coronavirus claims made by charismatic prophets and apostles. Chris, who is Cindy Jacobs, and what does she have to say? Cindy Jacobs is uh, the head of the uh, Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, uh, which is a a global network of people claiming to be prophets today. And we're going to be listening to her from March 4th. So this is going back a couple of weeks now. On March 4th, they held an event at her church, which she led, and we're going to be listening to her, again, trying to take authority over the coronavirus, and some of the things she's going to say will definitely pique your interest, and we'll we'll note what she says when we we listen to the bite. and disease, but we know across Africa, across the Middle East, there's epidemics of locusts. And we know that we have authority to say these things. We know there's been drought in Australia. And as we look and we can say, well, this is Luke 21, you know, is Jesus coming? But as we have talked together, of course, we want the Lord to come. But also, we want the Lord to come with the harvest of the earth first. 
And Satan always wants to disrupt. He's a disruptor. He wants to disrupt what what God wants to do. And so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to make a decree. We're going to make a decree that the coronavirus will cease worldwide. And we're just asking you to stay on the live stream. We're, we're going to go over an hour with this. Uh, God TV has graciously allowed us to do this. Thank God for a prophetic television channel. And uh, so let's stand. Come on. We are covered with Psalm 91. No evil can affect us, our families. Father, we thank you for protection for our families. Come on, agree online. Engage. Come on, if you're tired, just shake it off. This is the important time of something we need to do. We're going to decree that the coronavirus will cease worldwide. Now, what's going to happen? I don't know if everybody will get healed. I don't know. We're praying. We prayed for vaccines. We prayed for Israel. We prayed they have vaccines. We have people interceding across the face of the earth. Listen, intercessors have been going to Wall Street. I mean, this is all over. I have to tell you, intercessors are on this. I just want to thank you, intercessors through the world. You have been slept through this. You have been very, very active. And we're going to ask what God will heal those affected. We want comfort for those who have lost family members. What a special pray here we are in about Seattle area because we know that there's more deaths going on there. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, you have promised we have all authority, not some authority. You have promised that we are seated with you in heavenly places. So we take throne room authority. And we bring that into this situation of the coronavirus. And we say in the name of Jesus, virus, you are illegal. This is God's earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness of the earth. Okay, uh, Chris, I want you to explain three things to me in rapid succession. First of all, what's with the driving drum beat that's just getting faster and faster? What's going on there? That's part of the emotional manipulation that goes on in charismatic churches. And with her voice raising, the music was raising, the idea was to you know, somehow add a little gravitas and some uh, uh, you know, put some oomph behind the words that she was speaking, you know, because... You know, that, that's one of the ways in which you can tell the Holy Spirit is apparently moving in the uh, charismatic movement. That's with the music. Okay, so she decreed that the coronavirus was illegal. That's my next two questions. What's this notion of decreeing mm-hmm. these things, and what does it mean that the virus is illegal? Okay, so in, uh, in her theology, God does not send plagues. God does not send judgments. God does not send diseases. Those can only be sent by the devil, and the devil, therefore, by sending them, was uh, overstepping his authority. And so you'll note one of the things she said, if you were to go back and re-listen, but I'm not saying you should do that, but uh, she said, we have all authority. She says, the Bible says that we have all authority. And uh, I would note that Christ makes it very clear in Matthew 28, that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. He isn't talking in the plural there. So in her theology, because we are in Christ or connected with him, therefore we share that authority with him 
we have authority. And since in her thinking, this is a, a usurpation by, by the devil, she is now taking authority over the devil's illegal activity and using her quote-unquote throne room authority to bring the coronavirus to an end, to, uh, to bring it under her authority globally. And I would note, she, did, she said these words on March 4th. And since her speaking those words, the number of confirmed cases globally of, the, of people who've had the, who have the coronavirus has doubled, and the number of deaths has also doubled since that time as well. The next person we're going to hear from is an, an oldie but a goodie. He's kind of the chestnut of the prophetic movement, Kenneth Copeland. Yep. So we're going to hear Kenneth Copeland, and this is him from his Victory Network. This was a broadcast on his Victory Network where he took what he claimed was anointing oil, holy anointing oil, richly slathered it on his hand, held his hand up to the camera, and you're going to hear him tell people to put their hands on their computers or on their televisions up against his hand, and, and they're going to claim their healing and their victory over the coronavirus. Put your hand on that television set. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He received your healing. Yes. Now. Say it, I take it. I take it. I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's mine. I thank you and praise you for it. Yes. And I forgive if I have aught against any. And I praise you that I'm well and whole. I praise you that I'm well and whole. According to the word of God. According to the word of God. I'm healed. Yes. And I consider not my own body. Yes. Consider not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only that which God has Only that what the word has said. Only that what the word And by his stripes I was healed. And by his stripes I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. Trained. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> healed and well. Yes. In the sweet name, the name of, of Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, Chris, did he just tell his followers if they have symptoms of the flu or some other? disease like coronavirus, they should ignore them? Um, not in so many words. He takes a quote from Isaiah 53 from the epistle of First Peter out of context, uh, by his stripes we were healed, and he emphasizes like his mentor, uh, Kenneth Hagin, emphasized that this is a past tense verb, and, and he, he assumes that what this is, uh, and he misapplies this, as if somehow this means that what Christ did for us on the cross was he not only suffered and bled and died for our sins, but also suffered and bled and died so that we can have perfect health and wealth in this life now. And so that, he said, by his stripes we were healed. And then he, so what he said there from that, from his twisting of this text from First Peter, 
he's basically saying you need to deny that you are sick and instead embrace this biblical reality, although it's twisted, that you are not sick, you are instead, you are a healed person, you are healthy, and the devil is trying to convince you you are sick. So if you believe the devil's lies, then that's a negative confession, which would result in you becoming ill, but you need to instead embrace the reality that you are truly healthy and that there is no illness. You are not ill, you are whole. And I have to ask about the anointing oil. You said he had kind of slathered it on his hands. What is that supposed to be? Um, so that, in his mind, is, some, is a touch point, because he, uh, he'll quote, he quoted James, uh, the, the epistle of James, that, you know, you take oil and anoint somebody. But uh, the text itself in James talks about anointing somebody who's sick. So he just focuses on, in on the anointing, also says this is biblical, but he didn't actually touch anybody, and nor did anybody touch him. That was just some really, really creepy uh, television theatrics that happened. Next, who are we going to hear from? We're going to hear from Chris Vallotton of, uh, of Bethel Church in Redding, California. And uh, he did a Facebook Live session late last week. And uh, he's got similar theology to Kenneth Copeland. And uh, you're going to hear him and the attitude that we're supposed to take and his recommendation as far as what we need to be doing with our faith to get rid of the coronavirus. And I just want to, I just want to say to you, like, turn off, <laughs> turn off the news. <laughs> Let's say, turn off the news. Or if you're going to turn it on, you know, turn it on, you know, once a day. Okay, so is there any new, uh, you know, progress? Is there anything else our, my government wants me to do? And then ditch the news and start meditating on the Lord. What does the Lord say about this? What does the Lord want me to do? And, and just stay out of fear. Um, you know, wash your hands, take precautions, but put on the full armor of God. And when, don't leave the house without your armor on. You don't want to go out there naked. <laughs> you know? and, and my biggest concern is that when people live by faith, that they often attract by faith, we end up sick because I believe I'm going to get sick. And let me finish with this last idea. Fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. I can't be afraid without fear. If a little child says, I'm going to beat you up, I don't get afraid. And the reason why I don't get afraid is I don't believe him. But, it, you know, if, if some big mugger, you know, wants to beat me up, or my wife <laughs> wants to beat me up, you know, I, I believe they can. So the only reason I, I have anxiety is because I actually believe them. And what I'm getting at is this. You can move mountains with faith, but you can also call a mohill, and you can create a mountain out of a mohill and then wonder why your valley is so low. So let's do this. Let's take precautions. Let's encourage our neighbors. Let's, let's make sure that we, we do what our, what our leaders are asking us to do. But most importantly, let us, let's not catch this virus by faith. Let's become people who say, not on my watch, not in my house, not in my children, not in my city, and let's just begin to speak against this virus, and let's use our faith to move this virus out of 
<laughs> well, let's say this. You, we can send it to Mars because we, we, we don't think there's any Martians here. So why don't we just all together send this thing to Mars, <laughs> wherever, wherever, out of the, out of the universe. And let's, let's just begin to believe God and let's fast, a 40-day fast of, of negativity and fear, and let's feast on chocolate. <laughs> this is the fast I love. We will fast fear and we will eat chocolate. Okay, Chris, uh, I'm going to lay aside Mars. I don't know where that came from, but it sounds as though he says, if you're afraid, you're going to get sick. Correct. That's exactly what he's saying. So if you have any fear or anxiety that you are going to get the coronavirus, that's a form of negative faith that will produce the thing that you fear. And so he's teaching people to speak against the virus and by faith send it to Mars. And so you're going to note something here that's consistent throughout all the sound bites that we've listened to. Not once have you heard these people say, we need to humbly pray. And, uh, you know, for instance, maybe the Kyrie, Lord have mercy. They're, they're not telling us to humbly ask God for anything Instead, note that the burden of the coronavirus and eradicating it does not fall on God. It falls on Christians. They have to exercise enough faith. They have to decree and declare. They have to have faith-filled words. They have to speak against it. And so you'll note that at no point are they saying, Lord, please have mercy on the United States. Have mercy on the world and grant us relief from the coronavirus and, you know, and aid our physicians and doctors in finding a cure. No, no, no. When there's no asking going on. And uh, yeah, on my social media today, I noted that uh, decreeing and declaring, as the charismatics are teaching it, is as biblical and effective as praying to the uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know, which is a Roman Catholic saint, from Mexico. And, and so the idea here is, is that they're not praying. The charismatic movement, like the Roman Catholic Church, has an aberrant view of what prayer is, and as a result of it, they are not humbly asking God for anything. They're just supposedly reaching out in their supposed power and authority, but anybody with half a brain can look and say, what they're doing is having no effect at all, none whatsoever. These people are absolutely delusional, and yet they continue to have the pretense. I would note that Sean Bowles, back on February 28th on his social media, prophesied that this coronavirus outbreak would not result in a pandemic, and that was on February 28th. Well, uh, more than a week and a half ago, uh, the World Health Organization declared it to be a pandemic. He gave a patently obvious false prophecy, and yet Fox News picked up his prophecy and published it in early March. There's been no retraction or anything like this. And so what these people are saying is just demonstrably not even biblical, but not even effective as they're claiming that it is. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. Today, coronavirus claims made by charismatic prophets and apostles. 
We will hear from Joseph Prince and once more from Kenneth Copeland next. After Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and there he fasted for forty days, and Satan came and tempted him. And whereas we have fallen to temptation time and again, Jesus did not. Read the March issue of the Lutheran Witness to learn all about fasting and temptation. Read about how God called his people to return to him with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and learn about how Jesus gives us his perfect obedience in place of our sin. Visit cph.org slash witness to subscribe today. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the contemporary world from a Lutheran perspective. cph.org slash witness. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we're journeying on in Hebrews. Jesus, source of eternal salvation, warning against falling away. A sure and steadfast anchor, Melchizedek, and an indestructible life. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. Your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand at thewordendures.org and on the Lutheran Public Radio app. Providing artillery support for the church militant on the front lines, you're listening to Issues Etc. I'm delighted to be chairman of Preach the Word Project, a project of our synod to strengthen the preaching of all of us pastors in the synod. We know how eternally important that is. Issues Etc. regular guest Dr. Carl Fikencher talking about the new Preach the Word Project. So we've put together a program of 12 modules that will be coming out this year and over the next three years on a variety of preaching topics for pastors to do together with two other pastors, two guys they trust, two guys they feel comfortable with, written materials and very fine video quality materials that are now becoming available. Preach the Word helps pastors work together to improve their preaching with several resources and by interacting with seminary professors and fellow preachers. Find out more at lcms.org slash preach the word. lcms.org slash preach the word. Preaching is challenging business. We all can use some fresh ideas. lcms.org slash preach the word. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc. on this Friday, May the... I'm sorry, it's not May. It's March the 20th. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We're talking about coronavirus claims made by charismatic prophets and apostles. Chris Rosebro is our guest. So, Chris, I think we have talked about Joseph Prince before, and maybe a lot of us don't know his name, but he's a really, really big deal, isn't he? Yeah, no, uh, he's one of the darlings on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. He is a pastor in Singapore, and and let's just say that in the in the TBN charismatic set, this guy is a rock star, and uh, he's known for his uh, preaching of grace, which oftentimes will steer into a form of uh, antinomianism, but that's not the focus of our uh, of our interview today. So uh, we're instead going to be listening. Uh, a few days ago, he posted a video where he went back through his sermon archives, and he claims that in the year 2018, he prophesied 
the coronavirus outbreak, and he plays uh, a snippet from his sermon that he says is the part where he prophesied the coronavirus. Let's listen. Now, where we, we are at, I, I'm so glad because uh, the year has been trust on us with this crisis of this virus, but God is always ahead of the devil. In fact, two years ago in, uh, in one of my messages, I actually, something when I preach is in the spirit of prophecy. I'll prophesy about the future. And you know, this virus thing happened uh, towards the uh, end of uh, last year, which is still 2019. That's what they call it, COVID-19. All right, but in, eight, in 2018, I sort of prophesied and I talk about a new strain of virus coming. Sit back, watch. Amen. So obviously God has done something in the spirit world. God has released a healing, anointing, uh, a new strain, if you would, of healing. They'll perform such things that are, uh, uh, such feats that we have never seen before. The devil is afraid and he's playing catch up. He's trying to create a new strain of virus that, that like Ebola and uh, other kinds of strains of, of, of flu that is virulent against uh, medical treatment and all that. But just let you know that we are in the best of generations. The rapture can happen anytime. We're in a generation that believes that we don't have to depend on the ways of the world. We are that generation that delights in God's word. That's why you are here. You are here because you delight in God's word. You delight in God's word. That's why you are here. Amen? Amen? All right, Chris. Did he prophesy coronavirus? No, he did not. He claimed that uh, the Lord revealed to him that the devil is trying to create new strains of virus like Ebola and flu. And I'm going to note something here. If you were to do a Google search on influenza flu strains, you'll note that it is a just a, a fact scientifically that every year there is a new strain of the flu that comes out. And, uh, and for him to claim that the Lord had showed him that the devil's trying to create new strains of virus and flu is as vague as they get. And it could have easily been, you know, he could have claimed that it was fulfilled this past year, not with the coronavirus, but with the new strain of flu that uh, began to circle the globe at the you know, beginning part of the winter of, uh, of last year. And, and so this was no prophecy at all on his part. And he did not at all prophesy the coronavirus. For him to make that claim is to take something very vague that he said in the past and then say, ah, here's the specific fulfillment of this vague thing. But you'll note that if you listen to the prophecy very carefully, that could have been fulfilled by any number of things. Uh, and there was nothing about it that would have earmarked it as a fulfillment that, that can only be fulfilled by the coronavirus. And I would note, Chris, that even if you concede he predicted the coronavirus, he did not predict what it would do worldwide. He seemed mm-hmm. to have no. failed to predict that part, which I think is probably more relevant to people's regular, ordinary lives. Yeah, indeed. You know, and so... Uh, this, <laughs> what he did was more akin to doing a psychic reading or, you know, going to see a fortune teller. And he did not give any specifics at all. And, and that for him to get on television and claim he prophesied it has caused a lot of people who are his fans to say, oh, wow, this guy's really a man of God. He truly hears from God. But if you apply just a little bit of discernment, you'd say, wait a second, he didn't actually prophesy anything specific. 
And that was just a mess. Finally, we're going to hear again from Ken Copeland. What should we listen for? All right. Ken Copeland, uh, this is from last night. So Ken Copeland on, uh, you know, had a, had a big meeting that aired on his Victory Network as it relates to the coronavirus. And he is claiming direct revelation from God that the end of this pandemic and the coronavirus is just around the corner. And he'll give the reasons as to why that's the case. Friday night at 9.24. Now, Gloria and my usual routine is we go to bed early and listen to a couple of messages by Brother Hagen, watch the 700 Club by, you know, 10, 10, 30, turn the light out. Well, we had just listened to Brother Hagen, that first message, and suddenly... The word of the Lord came to me. So I, I jumped up, ran, got my notepad and wrote it down. 924. This disease called CODV-19 will be over much sooner than you think. Christian people all over this country praying have overwhelmed it. Give me all the glory, saith the Spirit of grace. And many, many people will come to know me through it. I'm still Lord over this nation. I'm on the throne and faith in me changes things. (laughs) Glory to God. So what did he claim God has promised us? Well, the uh, the end is sooner than you think, which is vague. He didn't say that the end of the coronavirus is on May 13th or something like that. He just says it's sooner than you think. And the reason he gave is because we as Christians, through our prayers, we have overwhelmed it. And of course, all the glory has to go to God. But my question is, why would God say that he needs the glory for that if it's Christian prayer that overwhelmed and defeated the coronavirus. There's so much that it's just wrong here. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But he's got everybody's hopes up. And I, I think the reason why he said that last night is due to the fact that physicians have noted that the malaria drug, hydroxychloroquine, has uh, proved to be uh, somewhat effective in fighting the coronavirus with those who are impacted by it. And so he has decided that that means that the end is near. But God didn't say those things that he said. And this is an example of blasphemy, speaking words for God that God did not speak. This is a breaking of the second commandment on his part. And over and again, the the charismatic movement, the NAR, these leaders, these so-called prophets and apostles, they are trafficking in false words and they are blaspheming God's name and deceiving people in his name with these false prophecies and false words that are creating false hopes, and also uh, encouraging people to engage in behavior that could, for real, jeopardize their lives and put them at greater risk of coming down with a coronavirus, which we don't want to have happen to anybody. And so it's absolutely just an absolute case study on how deceiving and manipulative and how these guys are predators on people in the body of Christ. Chris, uh, what kind of dumpster diving will you be doing tonight on Fighting for the Faith? 
We're covering a whole lot of this stuff and more. So <laughs> more of the same at the moment. We seem to be on pandemic watch right now. So, Listen to Chris Rosebro Fighting for the Faith right after the live broadcast of Issues Etc. at piratechristian.com, piratechristian.com. Pastor Chris Rosebro is pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, and host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. Chris, thank you again. Thank you, Todd. We'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week on the other side of this break. we got the four soundbites for you. One from Pastor Will Whedon, The Comfort of Thy Will Be Done. Number two from Dr. Robert Gagnon, The Equality Act. Number three from Dr. Thomas Korchak, The New View of History. And finally, number four, Lyman Stone on a Christian response to coronavirus. See my Savior's hands. The title says it all. Pastor Will Whedon, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March, See My Savior's Hands. In pictures and words, we follow Jesus' story by watching his hands, from childhood to his baptism, from his healings and miracles all the way to the cross, from his resurrection to his ascension. We'll see that his hands are always active at work to bring us blessing. Learn more and purchase See My Savior's Hands, a book for children ages 4 through 7 at issuesetc.org. Wittenberg Academy is a completely online Lutheran school. Wittenberg Academy is offering reduced-price, eight-week courses to support families and schools impacted by the COVID-19 outbreak. These eight-week courses will run Monday, March 23rd through Friday, May 22nd. Wittenberg Academy will allow a rolling registration and entry to accommodate the circumstances in which families find themselves. Learn more at wittenbergacademy.org. wittenbergacademy.org. Have you ever wondered if your investments could do more? I mean, a whole lot more. This is Rahema Kavuga, Synod Relations Manager of Lutheran Church Extension Fund. When you invest with us, you not only earn a competitive interest rate, but your investment goes to strengthen Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, church workers, congregations, schools, and organizations through low-cost loans and services. To learn more, visit lcef.org backslash invest101. Many Lutheran pastors outside of the U.S. receive little or no seminary education. Luther Academy provides theological triage through conferences, books, and journals. Help support Luther Academy by making a tax-deductible donation at lutheracademy.com or call 260-452-2211. Serving Lutheran pastors to the ends of the earth. Luther Academy, 260 260- 452-2211 or lutheracademy.com More topics, more guests, more Jesus. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Bethlehem Lutheran, North Zulch, Texas. Faith Lutheran, Rogue River, Oregon. Grace Lutheran, Warmister, Pennsylvania. Emmanuel Lutheran, Pensacola, Florida. Mount Olive Lutheran, Duluth, Minnesota, Pilgrim Lutheran, Kilgore, Texas, Shepherd of the Hills Lutheran, Rathdrum, Idaho, St. Matthew Lutheran, Hawthorne Woods, Illinois, The Good Shepherd Lutheran, Inglewood, California, and Zion Lutheran, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. 
Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including issues, etc., in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click support, donate, and print the one page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.